Good morning, people. It is morning in Lagos where I am in right now. Lagos where I am in right now. It is 10 minutes past 10 a.m. in the morning. Welcome, people. Welcome back to another episode of Elise Corner. It's me, your girl, Elizabeth. Let's go right into today's discourse. So today, what are we going to be talking about? Obedience. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Obedience. Obedience. So I'm talking about this because this is something God has been ringing in my hair for a very long time now. You know, I usually am not an obedient person, you know, but God has been leading me and be talking to me about obedience for some time now. So that's I'm going to be mentioning obedience. You know, so I'm going to be having a text, a scriptural back for this, a background, which is the book of First Samuel, chapter 15, verse 22, where prophet samuel was talking to king saul you know i'm reading from the niv i'm going to read from two different versions of the bible today you know but niv first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 niv says but samuel replied does the lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the lord to obey is better than sacrifice and to eat is better than the fat of rams you know, it took me a while to understand this thing. You know, something now goes on to say, for rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Come. That's those are our background scriptures for today. Obedience, obedience, obedience. So you know, when they used to say read this thing and say obedience better than sacrifice i didn't understand what he meant because i would be like in this day and age who is offering sacrifice again he said those idol worshippers you know but what christian is offering sacrifice again to god so i'm like this scripture cannot be for me i get the obedience part but what's which one is sacrifice sacrifice is not my business but of recent god you know my some of my characters and some of the things i do or i'm i've done now helps me to understand clearly the scripture let me explain further so for example, say God tells me to go one way or to do a particular thing to somebody. He says, maybe he's leading me to give somebody money. Give this my daughter 5,000 naira. And I'm like, no, 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 God, now you know this is the next 5,000, this is the last 5,000 naira I have with me now. If I give her now, how will I do it? I'm struggling, I don't want to give her and I don't give her eventually. Say 30 minutes later, or maybe another money now comes in from say 20,000 naira. And I say, hey, I cannot go and give this woman the five thousand, you know. Or even I now say, ah, because ah, God, because I couldn't give you that. Time. Let me now add extra one thousand on top. That is sacrifice. God is not interested in it. Let me give you another example that I believe will be clearer. For example, God tells me, go to so so so's house. Maybe for evangelism or something. I said, I don't want to go. He said, stand up. The Holy Spirit is nudging me. Say, stand up. Nudging me to get up for evangelism. Say, 6 a.m. in the morning. And I'm still enjoying my sleep. And I'm like, ah. Mm, mm. And I just turn on my bed and go back. Round two. I go and sleep. And the Spirit nudges me again to go for evangelism. And I just turn on my bed and go for round three. Then maybe 10 a.m. in the morning. I wake up. I stretch. I yawn. I now say my prayers. Then around 1 p.m. And I carry bell. Carry by go out in the sun and I'm not shouting give, give your life to Christ I'm not going from house to house that 
is not obedience that is sacrifice god is not interested in my sacrifice see if i had done that obedience eh, then when god nudged me say around 6 a.m and i had gone and just done it for maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes it would have been more profitable god would have accepted that from me than me now going out 1 p.m in the afternoon and now going from house to house and doing three hours my brother and sister my brethren in the lord the three hours is not acceptable. The one hour, although I, I, I should have done earlier, would have been more acceptable than this three hours that I'm doing. God doesn't even see it. It is sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God is not interested in your sacrifice. The best sacrifice that you can ever offer to God. Romans 12, 2. It says, uh, 12, 1 to, to 2. You know, it says, be not conform to the world, but renew your mind, you know, and then you'll be able to give God... You know the acceptable living sacrifice the best sacrifice the best acceptable the most acceptable sacrifice god can god wants of us is to obey him is to stay in his will to stay where he wants us to do as he says that's the best sacrifice you could ever give to god anything short of this is unacceptable no? god does not accept it he does not want it if he tells you to do something immediately do it promptly do it obey immediately if you do not obey me you're not trying to reward god or bribe god god is not man we will not accept some men say don't accept bribe talk less of god god will not accept it obedience is better than sacrifice if you look at this our background story here eh? this was king Saul. what did he do he was to offer a sacrifice you know samuel was to offer a sacrifice to god they went to fight there was a war you know and the people were shouting at him then they were murmuring he was tired and he says ah oh i cannot wait for someone to come someone has not come please i would enjoy us to go and read this first samuel 15 from verse 1. you know the people were telling him ah what's all this what's all this no okay i think i've mixed mixed it the second one was what happened he got sent him on an errand to amalekite i think it was the second disobedience i was talking about the first one that i was supposed to talk about was god sent him to amalekites he told him go and kill the people they destroy utterly that was god's instructions destroy utterly when uncle got to amalekites he killed the people killed some people left some things he, he, he took plunder he, the choices of things they he took it for himself and for his men the choices of animals, the choices of clothes and everything, and it spared King Agag, the king of Amalekites. You know, I went somewhere. God told me, "See your child. See the one that you appointed for me. See him." I went somewhere. God then went. What is this bleating? He says, "Sorry, you've not done what the Lord has told you." Say, "I have done it." He say, "Are you sure?" Then what is this bleating of goats I hear in my ears? And he's like, eh, "It's just the animals that I've left." To sacrifice to God now for giving us this victory, and God is like, ah, ah, who sent you message? Who sent you? I did not send it to one of our I said, destroy utterly. He did not destroy utterly. He was not trying to bribe God by saying he wants to offer the choicest of animals. Did God send him such? No. Did God ask him to? No. See, what God does not ask you to do, He will not give you the grace for. The assignment that God does not give to you he will not give you the grace for it. Will not sustain that thing He did not ask you to do. Will not sustain you in that situation. That situation that He did not put you in, that you put yourself in by your disobedience. God will not sustain you in it. He will not help you in it. He will not grace you in it. It is what He has, you know. And sometimes we now end up suffering for 
things that we have done, you know, for our disobedience. I will be thinking that God is angry with us. It is God. This is not God. It is we that were disobedient. If we obey God and stay in His plan and His will for us, He that has plan for our lives doesn't know what He's doing. He's Almighty now. He owns the whole world in His hands. He has a plan. He knows the end. Jeremiah 29:11 says, He has plans for us, beautiful plans, good plans to give us a future. You know, so that means whatever God is asking you to do today, it is with your future in mind that He's asking you to do it. If God is asking you to go and preach to a particular person, it is with the future in mind. He's not just talking about today, look. God has your future in mind. So when God is telling you to do something in the presence even though it does not make sense to you even though it looks stupid to you the foolishness of god is still wiser than the wiseness or the wisdom of men any day eh? that thing that god asks you to do it sounds foolish in your ears it is still wiser than god's which that man's wisdom any day god's foolishness that seemingly foolish thing that god is asking you to do is the best option the best thing for your life so if he's asking you to do something, you don't understand it, it doesn't look clear to you, just know that he has a beautiful future and plan for you, in store for you. And whatever he's asking you to do today, it is with your future in mind. He cannot lead you astray. He's the good shepherd. John 10 says that he's the good shepherd. He's the shepherd. He has come to give us life about that. He's the good shepherd. He has us in mind. Anything that is not glorify, anything that is not of his that will not bring glory to your journey. That do not bring glory to your journey. It will not allow you to do. It will not allow you to do it. So if he tells you to do something, that means that thing will eventually bring glory to him and to you. Even though it might not look like it at the present. It will eventually bring glory to him and to you. You know that verse 23 now says... It says rebellion is the, like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. You know when you rebel against God, God is not happy. Rebellion is disobedience, turning away from if he says go right, you go left, you have rebelled. If he says do this, you do that, you have rebelled. That is rebellion. Rebellion is as simple as that. Going contrary to his will, doing contrary to what he wants, to what he says. So when he says do that, you have rebelled. And it does not mean rebellion, it also means arrogance. If you look at that 23, the second line, it says it is arrogance. But God because God is not happy with it. It's like telling God, I don't need your help. I know what to do by myself. I know how to do this thing by myself. I don't need you to teach me. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I can do it by myself. So once you tell God this, you are being arrogant, you are being proud. And what? The Bible says God resists the proud. He will resist you. He will scorn you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He will scorn you. He will resist you. He will not do what? He will not accept you. He will resist you. But the proud, but the humble, those the humble, he will follow, he will do his will. He will accept and give more grace to more grace. Grace to obey him more. Grace to do his will more. Grace to love him more. Grace to serve him more. That is what he gives reason to those who obey him. But to those who disobey him, who rebel against him, what does he do? He scorns them. He rejects them. He rebukes them. He, 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 he resists them. And that was how he rebuked and rejected Saul as king. Saul, at first, you know, I made a mistake when I was saying that the people were worried. You know, there was one 
Saul, the second time God saw was being disobedient to God. There was a time they had an offering to, to give, and Samuel did not arrive on time. Saul gave the, made the sacrifice and the offering by himself, which was not supposed to be. God, that thing was was a total rebellion against God. Then the second one that he did by not obeying God's instruction to the letter. If you obey God's instruction, you do half obedience. It is the same thing as disobedience. So he, he killed some people there. He left the king, left some of the choicest animals. This was not God's instruction. Half obedience is disobedience. You know. So if God is asking you to do something, you do contrary. It is disobedience, you know, because of that, because he had been doing this, like that was the second time he had rebelled against God's will, against God's plan. God had to reject him as king immediately. God told him, I, I don't want this guy as my king, as the king of my people. I reject him. I don't want to have anything to do with him. And that was how God saw was rejected. Even though many years after he was still reigning in Israel, he had been rejected as king from that day that he rebelled. From the second time that he rebelled against God, that he disobeyed God, he had been rejected as king by God. Even though he was still reigning in Israel and reigning as king, even he knew. Because it was from then that the spirit of God had departed from him, that a contrary spirit, the spirit of the devil, now did what now started to trouble him and live with him. This is not going to be a portion. You know, when you keep scorning God, when you keep scorning Him, to, 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 to tell Him I don't want to do what you're saying, He's rebelling against Him, He's scorning Him, He's bringing shame to you, He too will scorn you. He will not want to have anything to do with you because you are proud and you cannot do anything by yourself. God wants us to be totally reliant on Him. When we show that we are reliant on Him, He delights Him. He makes us give us, He makes Him give us more grace, more power to even do to do more for him but when you tell him i don't need your help i can do this thing by myself ah god does what he scorns you he rejects you this is like the book of second kings we're reading today in our devotion this morning you know when the people second kings i think we read was it 15 we read verse 20 you know where the people are disobeyed God, they did not respect God, and God did what they said. God's presence left them. God's presence did what He left them. You know, so when we keep doing things like this, it's a total disregard to God, total disrepute, disrespect. Let me read that for Samuel 15 again in another version. This is the message. 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23, message. He said, Then Samuel said, Do you think all God wants are sacrifices? Empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing. Not staging a lavish religious production. Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Getting self important around God. It's far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's command, he says no to your kingship. Ha ha ha. Look at it. He says because God said no to, uh, because Saul said no to God's command, God says no to his what? To his kingship. He says plain listening is the thing. That is the thing. That is the thing that God wants. Plain listening just clean obedience simple obedience simply obeying god is what he wants 
not some people you know like they won't do the right thing they won't obey god they won't follow his commands and they will not start giving in church maybe as a way to think that they can bribe god and god is not instructed interested in things like this he isn't he isn't he isn't he doesn't please god things like this does not please god god is not happy about it he would rather not have anything to do with such people people who think that they are better than him who are proud because it is pride to tell God, I don't want you to lead me. He's the shepherd of us. So we are sheep, according to John 10. So when a sheep is not telling the shepherd that I have outgrown your guidance, your direction, I can lead myself, I do not need you. Ah, that is pride. And he will do what? He will disregard you, he will scorn you, he will push you aside, he will reject you. Say, you don't want me. I also don't want to have anything to do with you. Simple. God has emotions too. The Spirit of God has emotions too. You cannot keep hurting the emotions of God. Hurting Him and expect that He will keep on being with you. Because when He talks to you, you don't even listen. And you think He will keep on talking, talking. And you won't, so that you keep on disobeying Him. No. He won't keep on talking for you to disobey Him. If you've not obeyed Him once, twice, thrice, He will just decide to look at you and let you run your life the way you do. Or run things the way you seem, you think you can do it. Or the way you see fit. But the day you say, Lord, I cannot help myself. I know nothing by myself. It is your spirit in me that helps me. It is your spirit in me that lets me know things. Lead and guide me. And you begin to follow all that he says to you. Ha, ha, ha. You are blessed that day. It is well with you that day. You begin to excel that day. You begin to prosper from that day. Because he begins to give more grace to you. He says, he scorns the proud. He resists that word is a powerful word. He resists the proud. But he gives grace. He keeps giving grace. He keeps giving grace to the humble. Hallelujah. So I've come to the end of another podcast today. I just thought to share this with you. This is what God has been in my heart for a long time. He's been talking to me, teaching me, telling me this thing. You cannot keep on scorning me, you know. So I just had to share with you, my beautiful audience. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Till I come away again. Remain blessed and keep listening to God. Keep doing as He say. You will be blessed, truly blessed. That is when you will be truly blessed. And it will continue to be well with you. Amen. Thank you for joining today. See you some other time. Love and light. Bye bye.